You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, speaker, and minister. Michael Nimmons. Hey yo, what's up family? This is No Flesh and I'm locked in the sound set with my homie Michael Nimmons and we are on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. Peace and love. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Steady friend like you save while you're on the team. Lord Jesus endow me with change of power for brothers feeling cash rules everything around them. I can teach one real brother and he talks to three and three get five booted. That's 20 with me included. Now we rolling and we extra bold when the medals and the stripes of a soldier is stolen. What? So if you love the Lord Jesus, ain't no mistaking you ain't faking. Come on, represent. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker and minister, Michael Nemens. You're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. I love seeing that, guys. I really do. <laughs> I hope you do as well. I'm so happy that you tuned in to a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I love it. I love it. I love it. I appreciate each and every one of you for taking time out of your day to spend it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show and each and every week we say it but we've got a great show in store for you. We've got a good friend of ours, pastor and Christian hip hop artist, uh, No Flesh he's with us and he's sharing not just his ministry but his music as well. This guy is, I'm telling you his music is fire fire (laughs) he's got two songs we're going to be sharing with you called once christ is the illest and center both of them are powerful songs christ is the illest is the first one we're going to be sharing with you in just a little bit and center and uh he's going to be uh of course introducing both of those uh in the middle of his interview and guys i can't wait to share them with you guys but i know you're going to enjoy the interview and you're going to enjoy the music as well but before we jump into any of that guys of course you know that today is the anniversary of uh, George Floyd's death the hands of former police officer Derek Chauvin in Minneapolis Minnesota we know that uh, officer former officer Derek Chauvin has been charged and convicted with second degree and third degree murder and now is awaiting sentencing believe those um, sentencings will take place uh, sometime in June Uh, but today of course 
there have been commemorations that have been taking place not just around the country but even around the world uh, just as they were marching and protesting uh, back in May of 2020 when this tragic incident took place and um, uh, former uh, president rather President Joe Biden invited the family of George Floyd to the White House and um, and of course he's promised to uh, get this George Floyd Justice and Policing Act passed and uh, we need to do whatever we can as uh, constituents to make sure that Congress passes this uh, legislation uh, and um, and not just for the family of George Floyd, but the families of all of these who have passed because of this growing problem of police brutality in this country and in the black community. And I want to take a minute and just pay our respects on this show to those who we've lost because of this growing problem of police brutality. continue to remember them we will continue to say their names and we'll continue to do what we can uh, to uh, influence and to uh, push for uh, the appropriate legislation to be passed uh, to get rid of this this growing problem of police brutality in the black community guys um, you know we need to do whatever we can if it is to write our congressmen if it's to call them if it is to um, protest to march whatever it takes we have to make sure that um, we're doing our part to um, you know make sure that uh, as Dr. King says or said justice rolls down like water and righteousness like a mighty sword um, we have to do what we can it, it, it's, it's, this is it is up to us it is up to us to make this happen and the onus and responsibility is on each and every one of us to do so We have expressed some of our comments about this growing problem of police brutality on our latest blog entitled Justice for George Floyd. You can read it on our website, michaelnemons.com. There we talk about, um, you know, Derek Chauvin's uh, conviction and where do we go from here? Uh, there, of course, been several others uh, that have fallen victim to this problem of police brutality. And the onus is on us, guys. We've got to continue to uh, 
push this agenda forward and hold our political, um, our politicians uh, accountable uh, for. Uh, what is happening in this country That is the reason they have been elected And they are accountable to us As citizens of this country And so we have to make uh, uh, You know Make them do what We want them to do because they are Serving us At the end of the day um, And so We encourage you to check out that blog And we also encourage you to Subscribe to the mailing list Because we do a monthly blog And you'll be the first to uh, Read it and be able to uh, Give your comments and Feedback about that As well so check out MichaelNimmons.com to read our latest blog Justice for George Floyd And in addition to the interview by No Flesh and the two songs he'll be sharing with us during the show, we've got a dynamic thought of the week that's entitled The Gospel According to Eutychus. In fact, that is the title of this week's show. The Gospel According to Eutychus And I guarantee this is going to be A thought that is going to tremendously bless you It's a thought that uh, talks about God's redemption God's saving power And it's all in this powerful story Entitled The Gospel of Eutychus It's a thought that you don't want to miss And it's coming up at the end of this week's show. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Uh, also, remember, in just a few weeks, we're going to be unveiling a brand new up-to-date website. MichaelNimmons.com is getting a makeover, and uh, I can't wait to share uh, this new website with you. That's right, guys. It's one I'm sure you're going to love and we appreciate your support of the current site and everything that we have to offer, but we're going to be taking it up a notch in this iteration of MichaelNemons.com. Got a lot more things we're going to be doing and sharing with you, so look out for that. We'll let you know when the official release date is coming, but just know a brand new website is on the way. MichaelNemons.com is getting a facelift, and we want you to be a part of it. Stay tuned. Well, guys, we're getting ready to take our first break. When we come back, we're getting right into my interview with my good friend, pastor, and CHH artist, No Flesh. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Maya Nimmons, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now, available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Black to the bone, to the core, to the root. I am to America a very strange fruit, born from a tree nearly wilted from its traps into a world content with racial labeling and criminal profiles. 
I search for truths that have been withheld from books produced to tell history. And it's a mystery how they miss me or people like me when our backs were broken from building this country and our hands were calloused from sowing seeds upon which men and women would bleed and still not be freed for another 300 years. I believe some mothers still cry those slaves' tears because fear and anger run deep and get passed down through generations like heirlooms. And in the heirlooms, the stench of discrimination as this nation falls deeper into complacency, denying black beauty and black pride. Black lives really do matter. Here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hi, this is Martin Luther King III, and you're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio host Michael Nimmons. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. that you were insufficient who told you that you were a loser who told you that you were a failure who told you that you were deficient who told you that you were nothing who told you that you were worthless who told you that you had no value who told you that you Who Told You That You Were Naked is a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. All right, guys, we are back on uh, a phenomenal edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, guys. And I got a great guest with us. Man, this is going to be a interview that's going to be fire. Let me tell you, uh, I am um, excited about this. This man of God who is a CHH artist. He's a pastor. And I uh, can't wait to jump into this interview. But before we do want to give him a proper introduction, he's been influenced by hip-hop culture since he was a teenager and has unashamedly been one of his uh, longtime proponents, uh, having an undying commitment to lyricism. No Flesh was influenced by hip-hop legends such as Rakim, KRS-One, Cool G Rap, Wu-Tang Clan, and the notorious B.I.G. But now he's on God's side, and No Flesh engages his listeners passionately, intellectually, and theologically, currently serving as pastor of his local church, he is indeed in touch 
with the cries of humanity. I want you to give a warm, thinking out loud radio show. Welcome to new friend of the show and good friend of ours, CHH artist, urban theologian, No Flesh. What's up, man? Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. What's happening, man? Glad to be here, bro, man. You just don't know. Man, this is exciting for me, bro. It's exciting for me. <laughs> It's crazy, it's crazy. Bro. We got to give you some applause, man. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you all. All my friends, God bless you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome you to the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show, man. We're excited to have you. No Flesh is with us, and we're very excited that he's with us, not just on the on the podcast, but he's also with us on Thinking Out Loud TV, guys. So welcome again to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you for having me, man. Um, I'm, I'm humble. I'm humble, man. It's an honor, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's, let's start here. Um, no Flesh, tell us about yourself, man. Um, I am a... Um, I'm, I'm I'm born and raised in Carrollton, Georgia. Um, uh, right out here, I'm actually about 12 miles from my hometown right now. Um, I um, I came up in church, and um, you know, it, it was a uh, just a country church, man. You know, a very closed, sheltered area. Um, and as a kid, I was kind of I was I was one of those kids. I was a competitor, but I was just never the the superlative, you know, I was never like the star athlete, the all county, all whatever, you know, I was always in there, but never, never that guy. And so I grew up, I was kind of self-conscious, man. And then um, when I became a teenager, um, man, I found something that I was good at that just changed my whole life, changed my whole swagger, my whole persona just changed, man. And, uh, I found out I could rhyme, you know. And, uh, this this was at the inception of the the Run DMC era, you know. Oh way yeah, back, back so in the eighties, and and even preceding them, we're talking about um eighty three, eighty two, Rock, you know that crew. Um, you know, it's yours that guy that, that era, you know. <laughs> um, man, and then Run DMC came out. I think I memorized the whole album. My Adidas. Yeah, dude. No, no, I'm talking about uh, when, uh, when I woke up this morning, they got out of bed. I had some <laughs> fresh thoughts going through my head. Right, right, right. They right. dreaming, all that. So, so 30 days, uh, wake up, uh, sucker MCs. Right. Uh, man, oh, man. All of that stuff. Rock box. Man, hard times. Come on, man. Hard times, really? Dude, <laughs> hard times. Business, bro. Um. I came from that era, so memorize that. That was fun. But then, you know, it got to be a thing where I said, you know what, I memorized all this stuff that easy. Man, I bet I could write something, you know? And uh, I started trying to write a little bit. And, uh, man, everything was, was going well. And before I knew it, somebody heard me saying something one day. And it wasn't one of the, one of the ones I wrote, one of the ones I memorized. It was one of the ones that I'd written. They was like, man, who is that? And I was like, Okay, you know, and from then I had to bug. I had to bug, bro. And so um just um 
I got called to preach um, in 1989. So all this stuff happened real fast between 1984 and 1989. I came to know myself as an MC. I was MC Flex back then. My name is Felix. And most people back in the day couldn't pronounce it for whatever reason. So they would always try to say it super fast, like my name was Flex. And so Flex stuck and Flex ended up becoming like an MC name. Yep. But it's been a journey, man. It's been a journey. As I know you are enjoying my interview with no flesh uh on the thinking out loud radio and tv show so happy to have him with us this guy is just um uh inspirational and uh motivational and he's doing some great things in the kingdom i want you to tell our listeners you you, you know you you talked about uh uh your influences in uh you know your secular influences and and how uh, you started out in that in that vein or started out kind of in secular music. But I want you to kind of talk about that transition from becoming a secular artist to now um, a crossing over and, and to Christian hip hop. You know, what was that transition like and and what was the spark there that 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 caused you to move into that new direction? It was painful, man. It was painful and it was complicated, more complicated than people might think, because. I had to really, really wrestle with who I was as a person, uh, who I wanted to become. Um, I had to make sure that my wife was meeting me and not the persona, you know, because uh, you know how people are when they're dating, they always introduce their representative. Yeah, yeah. You don't find out who you really got until a little later. Um, it was just challenging time, bro. And I think God had me go through that in an accelerated manner because, um, Early on, we started a church. Like, we got married in 93. In 96, we started a church. Mm. Imagine that. And that church is still alive and thriving today. And um, and we still pastor that church. So, um, yeah, it, it was painful, man. But if I had to go back and do it again, I mean, I, the only thing I would do is do it quicker. You know what I'm saying? Because it's easy. Hindsight's 2020. But coming through the right. first time, I had to just, my Lord, is this really, is this what you're saying? Wow. <laughs> right, right. It really was. Yeah. Um, And it was, you know, since we're talking about identity and we're talking about, you know, uh, who you were and, and who you became um, in the midst of that transition, you know, I want you to talk about uh, the name No Flesh because I'm sure that, you know, well, of course there's a meaning behind it, but I want you to really articulate what that really means and why uh, that became, uh, you know, who you are now as a Christian hip-hop artist. Absolutely. Um, there's a passage of scripture, man, in First Corinthians um, chapter 1, verse 28 and 29. And it reads, and the base things of the world and things which are despised have God chosen, yea, and the things which are not to bring to naught the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. And uh, mm. I read that, and when I read it on this particular day, no flesh was like one word in my head that 
like what Paul talks about, how glory am I infirmities in Second uh, Corinthians 12. And he talks about how it's the grace of God that's sufficient. So if I'm going to glory, I'm going to glory in the fact that I have nothing to offer. There's no good thing in me. And so when I go to God, I can be bold because I understand I'm only here because of his grace and his mercy. Right. And when I saw no flesh, I saw no flesh can glory in his presence. You know, when it's actually saying that no flesh can glory in his presence, but because I'm interpreting it from the perspective of no flesh being a person and no flesh being someone who is saying there can be no flesh. Well, I can glory in that because I'm glorying in my infirmities. And so that's where the, the name. I know you guys are enjoying my interview with CHH artist and pastor no flesh. We're so happy to have it with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. And as we get ready to go to our first break, we're getting ready to play one of his uh, latest songs entitled Christ is the Illest off of uh, his uh, album Head Notism. And I want him to uh, tell us about this song, Christ is the Illest, and what is this song all about? And then he's going to introduce it for us as well. Go ahead, my man. Um, Crash is the Illest was actually a song that kind of came to me, man. I was listening to um, a lot of DMX at the time. I mean, one of the songs, I mean, people might think I'm a twisted soul, but bro, <laughs> sometimes before I would go out to preach, man, I would want to listen to who we be. Oh, yeah. I think about, I think about these demons and how the devil's got all these folks bound and whatnot, and I'm getting ready to go out here and preach, and I'm like, God, I want to be in a headspace where I'm just giving everything to you, and I want to go out here on 10, and man, I would be like, man, these demons, they don't even know who they call me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Holy Spirit is on me and in me. Um, I'm, I come in the name of the Lord, not my own name, and I'm like, yo, what they don't know is, you know, and they drop. And so, um, the, the song Christ is the Illest was, you know, my way of like taking all of that, the energy and anger and rage and love that I heard X put on that song, Who We Be, and just attributing all of that to this Christ that I have devoted my life to. And, and what I wanted to do was make a quick, a very, very quick, Bible history lesson, you know, and walk people from Genesis one all the way up until the gospels. And, you know, in those three verses, bro, if I, if I have to say so myself, man, those are three verses, man, what God just really did use me because I'm going to tell you what, man, when I finished that song that night, I was like, cause I made the track and you know, I heard it in my head and I made the track myself. Then I went back, I wrote the verses um, I, my voice is what I sample for the hook. And I was like, God, this don't even make no sense how this came out. And, uh, but that was that. And, um, man, me saying that Christ is the illest, you know, people that may not understand our slang back in the day, you know, that was just the term you use. If somebody was going to say like, like your game, if you play ball, I'm mean, yo, my man's game is ill, man. He, he's nice with it. You know, he's just, he's sick. So, when I say Christ is the illest, man, I'm like, yo, there's nobody else who saves like Christ. Nobody else who delivers like Christ. Nobody else who who sets free 
like Christ. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And I'm showing all these people that personified or were typifications of Christ coming down through Scripture. And so ultimately, at the end, the story ends with Jesus and how um, on the cross, man, he, 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 he culminates the whole story and puts an exclamation point on it. And so, yeah, he's the illest, man. He's the illest. All right, man. Hey, I'm telling you guys, this song is a banger and it's got a great message behind it as well. So no flesh introduce the song and take us to break. All right, listen up, man. You about to get hit in the mouth with this joint by no flesh. And it is entitled Christ is the illest. Open your ears, open your hearts, man. Hit this. Hey, yo, on the real, let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard of somebody that can turn water into wine? Have you ever heard of somebody that can turn rivers into blood? Somebody that can break the backs of pharaohs? Somebody can split red seas? Somebody that can break fevers? Somebody that can raise the dead? Yo, yo, I'm going to put you up on game. Yo, check it out. Yo, yo, what you need to know is the shape of creation, existence, uh, the man, the woman, a mister, his missus. The trees with permission, the trees with conditions, the serpent in the tree, the woman who listened, the man's consent, the eyes came open, the fall, the man, the woman, frozen, the glory, the garden, the access, they lose it, the fig leaves to hide it, the blame, excuses, Adam, Adam, Eve, Cain, Cain, the lies, the murder, the brother unstable, the thorns, the thistles, the sweat, the havoc, the plowing, the sowing, the reaping, the Sabbath, Enoch, Methuselah, the ark of Noah, providence driven, no Sail, a rower, the rainbow, the promise, abated, the seas, the wicked, repaid, with Noah, peace, Jesus, 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 Christ is the Christ is the Ellis, Jesus, 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 Christ is Christ is Christ is the Ellis, Jesus, 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 Christ is the Christ is the Ellis, Jesus, 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 Christ is Christ is Christ is the Ellis, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the father, the family, the problems, the God, to solve them, the voice, the words, the God, to hope it, the famine, the Pharaoh, the plan of Joseph, Moses, the bush, the rod, the message, Janice, Jambres, Egypt, the desert, the blood on the door, the morning, we leave, the hook, beast, the fear, the split, Fred sees, Mara, Rephidim, the manna, the quail, we murmur, complain, but God never fails, Moses, delays, the people can't stand it, but then, returns, with ten commandments, the children, the tribes, the covenant, the borders, the sacrifice, the tent, the high priestly order, the rams, the bullocks, the altar, the blood, so holy, the name, the tetragrammaton, uh, Jesus, 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 Christ is the Christ is the Hellas, Jesus, 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 Christ, Christ is the Hellas, Jesus, 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 Christ is the Hellas, Jesus, 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 Christ is the Christ is the Hellas, the judges, the kings, the laws, the prophets, the judgments, Jehovah, waiting to drop it, the exile for 70, seems like forever, but Babylon, the furnace, never, Words of Isaiah really mean a lot to me. Speaks of Mashiach, Messianic prophecies. Gabriel's message to Mary, the mother, your Holy Ghost baby. It's like no other. The miracles, healings, the silence of rebels, the Christ incarnate, the casting out devils. Pharisees rage, Sadducees want to get him. Little did we know the devil was in him. The garden, the flesh, disciples retreating, the scourging, the mocking, the bruises, the beating. He hung, he died. You know how it goes. After three days. Believe it, he rose. Uh, Jesus, 
Christ is the Christ is the Helen. Jesus, 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 Christ is Christ is Christ is the Helen. Jesus, 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 Christ is the Christ is the Helen. Jesus, 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 Christ is Christ is Christ Christ is the Helen. Jesus, 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 Christ is the Helen. Christ is the Helen. Jesus. to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jamel Hill, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with my man, Michael Nimmons. Stay locked. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Minneapolis, Minnesota to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't, 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 don't touch that now. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we are back, and uh, I know you enjoy Christ is the Illest. 
uh, from No Flesh, man, I'm telling you. And again, you can hear that 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 uh, that who we be in there. But again, uh, in this particular uh, you know song, you're of course uplifting uh, who God is and 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 who He is in us, and right. that's what I think makes the song much even more powerful and more uh, significant. Uh, in this particular instance so so yeah I know you guys enjoyed it and I know you're enjoying our interview with uh, this pastor and the CHH artist No Flesh so happy to have him with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show talking about your music you know you you talked in the earlier segment about you know transitioning into uh, becoming a CHH artist and a pastor, you know, in this segment, we want to deal with, uh, with your music. How many albums do you have out? Uh, and, and, and what, you know, what were, you know, of course, the thinking out loud radio show, what were some of the, you know, some of the, the things that you were thinking about when you were, you know, titling albums and, and, uh, and, and putting music out, what were some of the things that kind of, uh, inspired you to, uh, to do some of the the things that you were doing in CHH, the, the album Head Nodism. You got an album called Black Coffee. Uh, I think there's an album called um, uh, Reflections. What's it called? Transformation Reflections. Transparent Reflections. Transparent Reflections. Transparent Reflections. So, so kind of walk us through the albums that you have out, and you know some of the songs that really stand out to you. And you know what was the message behind them? Cool. I actually have um, Head Nodism is actually two albums because I had a Head Nodism that I I completed and that I actually never released um, because it was like a song. It was an album where the first album back. You know when I told you I had stopped and uh, okay when I finally decided to pick up a pen again. You know, I wrote head nodism and I actually recorded head nodism, but I recorded using a bunch of tracks that were just, you know, tracks that I vibed to. Like some of them were Jay-Z tracks, some of them were um um gosh, I used um a track what Method Man did um uh, from RZA where he brought up uh, Bring the Pain. Oh you know, and I I gotta let you get out on that joint. Oh man, you gotta yeah, you gotta send me some of that. <laughs> Gotta work, work out to that. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of underground type vibe, and so, um, but that was me getting my feet wet, you know, coming back in the game, and um, and then when I did the real head night, as the one that I put out, um, you know, my mindset was to just kind of take this music, and I wanted to give people, at least from my perspective, uh, ideas of what could be, you know. I had a dance track on there. Um, I had a, um, you know, I had some hardcore stuff on there. You know, Crisis the Illness is, that's an L jam. And that, that thing is like, it's, you know, it's in your face. Um, and then, of course, I had uh, other tracks on there where I just wanted to really provoke people to think, like Center. Um, I got a, a joint on there called, um, um, oh, what's the name of that joint, man? Oh, uh, gosh. I can't even remember the name of the song, man. I don't have the song that's in front of me. Well, I, you got, where, where would I be? Is 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 track one? Very don't last, ask. Very last song. The very last. Oh well, the uh, the very last one is center. Is it okay? Yeah. Thinking about a different track because I have um, 
there's a track on there called um I forget the name of it, but it's about um I, I basically write a verse where I died in the song. And you know, I'm I'm actually dying and I'm I'm on the table and um as I feel myself dying, you know, I'm I'm scared, I'm crying out to God, and then I die. And I I am actually beginning to go down and be sucked down into the abyss. And I'm still rhyming, you know, I'm still rhyming about what's going on. And and I'm talking about how, you know, enemies are starting to reach and, you know, the claws are reaching for me and whatnot. And they're pulling me down and pulling me down. And then like right at the last minute, I hear the doctors uh, screaming, you know, um, you know, clear. And, you know, I can hear them trying to revive me. And, you know, it's like they bring me back. And, you know, right when people are thinking it's about to be one of those happily ever after stories and I come back, I confess the Lord and then I die. And the song ends abruptly. You know what I'm saying? It's ill. <laughs> it's one of my illest songs to me. To me. You know what I'm saying? I love that joint. Um, I just love that joint, man, because I wanted people to see the significance of you just confessing your sins to God, you know, not, not individual sins, your positional sin that you were born in sin because you will never confess all of your sins. You, right. you don't even know when you're sinning all the time. So, but if I say to God, I'm a sinner, I need to be saved. It covers it all, you know? So um, that was just something powerful for me to be able to say in a song. Um, then of course, uh, where would I be? That's my that's my anthem from my hometown. Just talking about Carrollton and growing up in Carrollton, and you know, just shouting out a few spots in town and and my crew, the original crew I was with. And there's a video out on YouTube uh, for where would I be? Um, there's uh, there's a few. I got a few videos out there. Don't ask. I did a I did a video to don't ask, but it's it's kind of primitive. But don't ask is don't ask is my theological. Uh, track because I'm basically saying, look, don't even ask about my music, man, because my music is when you say, okay, you can't be doing that kind of music because it's secular or that's the devil's music. I'm, I'm going to ask questions. Okay, so where do you draw the line? What Which part is the devil? Because all the instruments I'm using are the same instruments y'all use in church. You know, I, I got a mic, y'all got a mic. I got drums, y'all got drums. That's a worldly beat. What's a worldly beat? Who determines that? What scripture do you use? How do you make this determination that it's a worldly beat? You know, and then how do you wrestle? How do you argue with um, when the church takes a beat from the world and then they put gospel lyrics to it? You know, and then all of a sudden it's okay. How do you, how do you wrestle with the fact that everybody hated Kirk Franklin? You know, at first, and now all of a sudden Kirk Franklin is you can't win a Stella Award, you know, no more because Kirk Franklin gets them all right. So it's just like, I'm like, I'm, I'm challenging people to think before they just go out here and make these sweeping blanket statements, you know? And so I'm saying, don't, don't even ask me about my music, man, because this, you know, how did I say that verse? Uh, I can't remember it all, but I think I said classes in session, they seated and take out a pen and paper. Um, and it starts off like that. And I'm basically just breaking down the things I want you to think about before you come at me about this music, because 
and I'm I'm like literally breaking down uh, different types of music, styles of music, whether it's country, western, whether it's um, you know hip hop or whatever. You know, at the end of the day, am I is it being utilized to to be a vehicle for the message of the gospel? And are people being saved? Are people being changed? So, you know, and that that song probably is the one that I made that made me say, I can still do this, you know? Because you have to get you have to get your swagger back or else, you know, you're going to feel like a sucker. You know what I'm saying? When, you, when you're trying to write, you know? So I was like, all right, I think I still got the knack, you know? And then when, after I made that track, I was like, boom. That was like one of the first songs. Um, uh, the first song was um, Where Would I Be? And then I did Don't Ask. And after that, I was like, okay, I still got this. And that's when I wrote the rest of the album. And then, boom, that was that. Um, the other joints, uh, Black Coffee was, um, wow, it started out as a mixtape, um, but I had a song on there, the title cut is called Black Coffee, and I just spin off of the old Heavy D track when he was talking about the kind of girl he wanted. And he was like, Black Coffee, no sugar, no cream. Mm. That's the girl I want down with my team. And uh, my thing was, Black Coffee, no sugar, no cream. And I was on this thing where, look, just give me the word, man. Don't don't add nothing. Don't be, you know, you ain't got to water it down. Yeah, just give it to me straight. You know what I'm saying? And one of the things that was beautiful about that song is that at this by this time, my son had begun to do hip hop, you know. And that's one of the things I'm proudest of is that my son, oh my God, he's he is his music, oh, dude is he's a monster, man. He is a monster. I mean, and he can do he can do so much stuff. It's crazy. He's he's he's, he's so creative. Um, I mean, he, he need his own show. I mean, you have to you have to talk to him. <laughs> but he's so creative, man. But I I take great pride in remembering the days that he was two years old and I was teaching him time. You know, and he would be sitting here in a onesie doing like this. You know what I'm saying? And then. You know, I wrote his first two rhymes, and after that, man, he was he was gone. And um, he's just he's just an amazing artist. And um, he was one of the ones that kind of, you know, when I got back into it, and then also I was pastoring. This created um, this this area where everybody that was coming in and were like, "Oh, the pastor, he's a rapper, wow!" And so anybody that did hip hop immediately felt more comfortable. You know, and so you come in and you got a pastor who's critical about hip hop, and he's like, "Nah, man, that's whack, bro. You need to, you know, trash that." <laughs> and they feel that because it's like this dude is, you know, in, in the mouth with this, and so yeah, you know, they felt me. And then there was like, you know, many of them wanted me to do features on their albums, and uh, matter of fact, Headnotism ended up being an album that I used most of these rappers from my church as features. And so the album also becomes my um, my way of bringing them together and helping them see, okay, guys, we one body is how we flow. You know, we can be stronger together. We can be better together if we just work work this thing right. And so, um, man, that, that was a beautiful thing to see. Um, but yeah, Black Coffee was, um, that was the message there. But Black Coffee, that album has several things on it, man, that you definitely gonna want to check for. There's an album, there's a song I did called um, um, Book of Colors. And uh, it deals with 
um, the fact that the church was not born out of the, the mouths and hands of white slave masters, but that the church was alive and well in Africa long before there was ever an America thought of, you know, mm. earliest 43 AD when the uh, apostle Mark took the church to the Coptic church or actually started the Coptic church in Africa, you know, and this is 600 years before Islam was ever in Africa. So, you know, nobody can refute that that's history. And, um, you know, this was, this was something I wrote to help people see that, you know, don't buy this lie that Christianity is just the white man's religion because, um, and certainly don't buy the lie that, um, the only Christianity that we got, we got from slave masters. So you can't trust it. There were Africans that were Christian long before there was a 1619. Now think about that. We're talking about 1619 when the first slaves got here and Christianity was in Africa in 43 AD. That's mm. a long time. That's a long, long time ago. Right. Right. It is, man. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, right. Um, you know, that, that meant a lot to me. And then I also started writing because I do a lot of marriage counseling. And so, um, I started writing songs about those things. I wrote a song called X-Men, you know, um, and I took X-Men from the standpoint of like the movie, you know, X-Men, but I talked about X-Men, you know what I'm saying? And and just play on words. And, you know, I, I did a lot of different stuff. You got to check it. Um, I did a song called bench warmers. Um, <laughs> that's all I saw, man. I don't care what y'all say. That's all I saw. <laughs> bench warmers, the concept of bench warmers is this. It's me saying, look, okay, coach, uh, I'm tired of playing these games in church. Just put me on the bench, man. I'm coming out. You know, I'm just, I'm ready. Let me out. I'm, you know, send, send in one of these other clowns. Let them come play this game. Put me on the bench. I'm tired, you know. And, man, the song is sick. You got to check it out. Oh, wow. You got to check it out. It's hell, I'm telling you, man. Um. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, that joint is nasty. But um, but uh, I had another young man in my church feature with feature on there with me, and um, man, it came out real nice. And then um, of course, Transparent Reflections was in my mind. I thought this would be my black album. You know, I'm I'm about to you know I'm about to back out on them and just let you retire. Yeah, you know, and just just really concentrate on these books I'm trying to write. And, um, you know, pass my church and just keep it moving. But, man, it's like, you know, every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I don't know, bro. It's that itch. And it's like, you, the itch. you know, it's kind of like preaching. It's two times you want to preach. When somebody don't preach and when somebody preach. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, and it's the same way, man. When you hear a bunch of whack music, you're like, man, let me get in the booth. You know? We just, yeah, yeah kill this noise man so um but man i um transparent reflections was like a magnum opus for me because the cover says the whole album the cover is me looking at me in the mirror in the mirror yeah and in the mirror is me looking back at me and i got on the suit so clearly that's the preacher but the guy in the, the guy looking in the mirror is in the jeans with the t-shirt, you know, and the Thames, and he just and it and you know, people are thinking that it's the past versus the future. And I'm like, no. It's the same person. Every day. You yep. know what I'm saying? 
That's me every, every day. Every day. That's what I'm confessing to you. This is my battle every day. And and there is a place where there's not there's no battle. There is a place where it's just me coexisting because there's no sin necessarily all the time with me just being who I am. Being, me, being who you are. And you're and you're and and that is the that's not just your testimony, but it's the testimony of uh, of all of us. We we we're we're looking in the mirror at ourselves, and we're thinking, you know, we, we are the same person looking back at each looking back at each other or the other person. We might be wearing different clothes. We might be looking differently on the out on the outside, but we're still the same person. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that's a powerful uh, analogy there. And see. It's kind of like that song Sinner I was telling you about. Mm. I'm saying to people, okay, don't make the mistake of running up on this kid with the T-shirt and the, je- the jeans and the Tims on and, you know, hitting them with the tracks. Hey, brother, you know, have you been to the Romans Road? And have you done? I'm like, dude, this dude's been pastoring for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? You sure you, sure you want to approach him like that? Because don't, don't, don't let my outfit have you thinking I'm a novice. Mm. Just because I'm, you catch me on the day when I'm just comfortable. It shows how little you use discernment and how much you use preference and judgment. You, mm. know? you, you really weren't using any kind of discernment when you approach me because otherwise you would know that there's something else there other than just some clothes. And there's nothing that I'm wearing that is sinful attire. This is just your preference and your prejudice that you need to deal with. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, and, I bet you want to call me sinner because the bass is hitting so hard. You know what I'm saying? I bet, uh, how do I say that? Uh, I bet you turn your nose up when I'm worshiping God. You know what I'm saying? Because you're looking at me like you're thinking I ain't really all that. But listen, this God loves me, man. When I lift my hands, he responds to that. Man, speaking of center, guys, you're in for a treat. We're getting ready to play that track right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I want No Flesh to introduce that for us as we go to our next break. Listen, let me tell you all something. For every person who's out there right now that's um, you're in church, but you find that you still have a struggle, I want you to know that you are amongst kindred brethren. Um, there's not a person alive who does not struggle if they are legit saved. Because if you legit saved, Satan is coming for you mm. all day, every day. If you're a person who doesn't struggle ever, I would begin to wonder if you have ever crossed over. Mm. Because the only people that Satan is not attacking are the folks that he already has. And that's just my word for real. And uh, I'll go a step further and say that's God's word. So, so I'm just going to let you know, if you are being attacked, rejoice. You know what I'm saying? Rejoice because this simply means that you have changed who you were into who God has called you to be. And Satan cannot stand it. And so this song, Sinner, is I'm, I'm, I really give you three scenes. Uh, I give you a scene of a, of a preacher who has an anger problem. I give you a scene of uh, a young man who has a porn addiction. I give you a scene of a, a young lady who um, 
struggles with promiscu- uh, a promiscuous lifestyle. And she is a worship leader. The, the, the preacher, you know, he's a, obviously a preacher at the beginning, pastor of the church. And the young man at the end, um, I think he's a minister as well. I forget what I, what I gave, what title I gave him. But what I was doing with the song was showing you this is, this is church on any given Sunday. And these are imperfect people that God is in love with. And, you know, it is what it is. You, you cannot just dismiss people because they're battling something that you've gotten the victory over. Mm. You got to remember that we're not having a conversation about what you got the victory over. We're having a conversation about what you're still battling with. So don't, don't get high minded. And, and this, this is a song to really kind of be a check to the church to say, look, you know, when you look at me and you see the outward person, I bet you want to call me sinner, you know, cause the bass is hitting so hard. I bet you turn your nose up when I'm worshiping God, you know, um, how I said, um, uh, uh, you must be tripping if you're thinking, man, that I'm that I'm not saved, man. Listen, you better you better go back and rethink this whole situation because I am a believer. Um, I am I am struggling as a believer, but I refuse to let go of this God. I'm, the only reason I'm still here is because I'm putting my trust in Him. If, if I put my trust in my own righteousness, of course I'm toast. I'm toast. <clears throat> but I can't, I cannot turn back to what I was before, you know? And so, man, when you listen to this song, um, I hope you, I mean, my prayer is that you don't battle with any of this stuff. But if you do, I just want you to know that the God of, of the scripture, the God of the Bible, he, he does not cast you away just because you're having a tough time. You know? So, yeah. Check out some remember when I used to swear Tension bells in my flesh is about to take me there Jump in my ride in excruciating pain The flames of anger begin to flood my brain It's a miracle, miracles, veins in my head But I made it this far, can't start the car I can't believe this, but I know you're able So I call my dudes to come and hook up the cables It seems when the devil knocks, I let him in And I wasn't born yesterday, I'm a veteran Now I'm sitting on tip, waiting for somebody to slip You know church folks, they a trip Walk through the doors, everybody's on pause Looking at me like I broke all of Moses' laws uh, A little late, but not a leper I'm trying real hard not to lose my temper I want to say a prayer to God, but my head's still hurting I'm scheduled to preach, but I'm uncertain I bet you wanna go and sin
is hurting, but she feels nobody cares. So she covers it up. She gotta lead prayer. I bet you wanna go sin Cause the bitch is hitting so hard. I bet you turn your nose up when I be worshiping God. But Joe, you're slipping if you're questioning what I believe. Better be careful what you call unclean. I bet you wanna call me sinner. Cause the bitch is hitting so hard. I bet you turn your nose up when I be worshiping God. But Joe, you're slipping if you're questioning what I believe. Better be careful what you call unclean. My name is And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Award-winning journalist, Carolyn Clifford. As journalists, we just have to keep doing what we're doing day in and day out. And all we can do is report the truth in a non-biased manner, and everything else will work itself out. Activist and thought leader, Marcia L. Dyson. Obviously not Nancy Pelosi, because again, because of social media, she said what she said, but that she's not going to be the one who stopped uh, her colleagues from not only thinking out loud, but talking out loud, whoever they are, authentically. Pastor and intellectual, Dr. Frederick Haynes III. In the black church, according to the uh, brilliant author and historian and scholar, L.H. Welchel, uh, he said the black church was born as a protest movement. Uh, that's the reason the black church came to be. And if we're going to be honest to uh, scripture, I mean, the church itself out protesting. It was a movement of prophetic witness uh, to, you know, the insurrection of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Vision. 
should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister Michael Nimitz. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. All right, everybody, we are back, and I know you're enjoying the interview I'm having with my good friend, No Flesh, CHH artist and pastor. I love that song, Center, and I know you do as well. Guys, um, you know, we have really enjoyed talking to uh, this talented and gifted man of God. And in this segment, I want to talk about, you know, him as a pastor. And I want to find out first and foremost, you know, what does your congregation uh, think of your music hmm. you know um, I've interviewed a few CHH artists here on on the show and one thing we talk about in the evolution of Christian hip hop is that you know 30 years ago you couldn't even do this kind of music in a church but now you have a pastor that is also a CHH artist so you know I'm interested in knowing you know what kind of uh, impression does the church members a perspective does the church have of your music and 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 then how does your music intersect with your ministry because i think all of that is tied together absolutely um my church they they love they love the music man um but i believe it's because i have made i have made teaching the pri- the primary focus of our church. Um, and so before people have a position, I want them to give me the position of scripture. You know, um, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to call somebody on the carpet, you need to have a reason for it. You know? So I'm like, okay, what scripture say about this? And you give me a verse of scripture and I'm like, okay, that particular pastor scripture is not talking about that. You're going to have to come again. You know, and they'll say, well, what about such and such? I'm like, well, no, that's not context there either. So you got to give me the scripture in its context. Um, you need to make sure that you have done your due diligence and you are sharing with me what God's position is, not your position that you have tried to bend God to agree with. Mm. So the, the 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 arguments and the wrestling matches that I tend to cultivate in my church is I'm always pushing folks to the Bible. And I'm like, what does the Bible say about this? Talk to me about what the scripture says about this. And so my church has become, uh, and the name of my church is Word of Truth Christian Church, and rightly so, because that's what I'm about. 
I want people to see that the Bible is the, the word of truth, you know, and it is what sets us free. And so, um, man, my people love the music, man. They love it. Um, because first of all, I'm a, I'm a old school head. So my rhyme style is a little slower. So that means that some of my, my older people, they're like, okay, okay. And then, you know, the style around my guy is not, you know, it ain't the Momo rap, so like, I understand you. It makes sense. I get it. Man, it's some clear. of them, yeah, some of them, man, a vibe to my music quicker than they do some of the other stuff. And, uh, you know, you know, and then when I when I got your, your grandson on the track with me, you know what I'm saying? Yo, I, I'm, 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 I'm doing this, and some of them may not even realize it, but I'm being very strategic. You know what I'm saying? When I do, uh, we do an annual hip hop concert called the Outer Court. I'm, I'm teaching still because I'm showing them, okay, you know, the tabernacle had three sections. It had the Holy of Holies, which was the innermost. It had the sanctuary or the holy place, which is where the Levites could go. Then it had the Outer Court, which is where everybody could come, but everybody couldn't go past here. And I said, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to call this this show the Outer Court because we're going to go out, you know, and we're going to try to reach people out here. Some of these things, y'all may not want to accept them as we go further in, even though they're acceptable, but we're going to come out here and see if we can reach the world and then mm. bring them to the brazen labor and then bring them uh, to the brazen altar. You know what I'm saying? And then allow the Levitical priests, which we've moved them out the way now because of Jesus, but I'll just allow you to come on to the Holy of Holies. Matter of fact, We'll let you become the Holy of Holies so the Holy Spirit can fill you. And uh, man, it, it's all good. But the outer court is like in my area, it's, it's probably the most, the livest hip hop concert um, in this area as far as the Christian hip hop. Man. And we've been doing it now for almost 20 years, man. You know, we didn't do it for the last couple of years because of COVID, but we've been doing it for the last 20 years. And I mean, I've had some of everybody come through here, man. This little small town, too, bro. Little small town. And, man, the outer court has been a mainstay. And when you talk about, I think my largest one, we had we did it at a gymnasium, and there was like 450 people there. And it was amazing. And what's so funny is, like, initially, um, the local pastors were giving me grief about it, you know, and they were – forbidding their children to go. Of course, their children would sneak out and come up anyway because I did not make it. And I want, to be, I want to be very clear about where I'm at with this next statement. I used to try to help folks see, look, hip-hop is a culture. It's a culture. There's nothing you can do about that. It is what it is. Um, but when I do a hip-hop show, I don't do it on Sunday morning after devotion. You know what I'm saying? I don't have, you know, the charge to keep I have and what a friend we have in Jesus now. Well, all right, now we're going to have little Johnny. He's going to come up and do a rap. All right? Y'all give him a hand. It's, it's not a talent show. Yeah. He's do a rap for us. And y'all give him a hand as he come and praise God in his own way. And he comes up and he says a rap with no beat because you think it's worldly. And he's got a spit of acapella. To a room full of people looking at him like this. I'm like, nah, bro. Nah. I do a hip hop show. It looked like a hip hop show. It's, I dropped the lights and the preachers around here, a lot of them didn't, wasn't feeling that. They thought I was turning into the club. I was like, 
no, I'm not turning into the club, but I'm definitely going to compete with the club. You know what I'm saying? And that's a good, and that's a, and that's a, uh, you know, not to cut you off, but, but that is a, a, a strategic approach because what they don't understand is the, the, the church is in constant competition with the world for their young people. Right. And, 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 and whether they, whether, whether those parents, whether those preachers understand that or not, that is what's happening. And, 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 and thank God that those young people are trying to sneak into your concert as, as opposed to trying to sneak into Jay-Z or Kendrick Lamar or, 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 or Jay, uh, you know, or, or whoever, I mean, Beyonce, I'm, I'm not trying to, uh, throw shade at any of those artists, so to speak. But but here, at least they're 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 going where truth is being preached, exactly. it, it, albeit in a different format. But it's still truth, the uh, nonetheless. And so they're they're missing the point because they're stuck in in tradition. They're stuck in conventions, and and they're stuck in in doing things a certain way. So I understand completely where you're coming from. Well, the people, the kids is not feeling the convention, bro. They're no, they're not. And I'm like, man, guys, come on, man. Let's just, and, and let's do this. Everybody wants to preach to them. I'm like, do you ever listen to them? Mm. You know, do you ever just sit back and hear what they have to say? Yeah. What are the cries of humanity? If you're really going to do theology, that's that's what my instructors taught me. Um, that doing theology is it is you answering the cries of humanity from God's perspective. You know, and and real preaching is not preaching if you have not answered any questions these people have. You know what I'm saying? People come to church to get answers. Do they come to get inspiration? Sure. Do they come to to feel a little better? Sure. But at the end of the day. They really got questions that they want answered. Right. How, how do I know that this is the right person to marry? How do I know if I'm being a good parent? Am I am I uh, supposed to take this job or not? Um, what does God say about the way I'm um, uh, having intercourse with my spouse? What is the perspective of God concerning the married lifestyle in this today's culture. I mean, dude, people got questions. And if all you just saying is, well, hey man, we just we gonna we will leave all that to God and we just gonna lift our hands because we know that he's able, he's worthy. I'm like, no, no, slow down, slow down. You need to help these people with these questions because I'm telling you what, if you don't, there are other groups out there that, that will start answering those questions. And they may or may not even lead them back to the Christ that we serve. That's not, that is so true. That is so true. We cannot uh, underestimate what's happening in the world. We cannot underestimate the adversary that we're up against. You know, we, we can't, uh, you, you, you know, that, that, and I'm speaking from uh, the perspective of a former youth pastor, because that was one thing that, that, that I had to uh, constantly, I was constantly challenged with, 
you know, as a as a, a former youth pastor, you know, the, the that I understood very clearly that, you know, the church is was in constant competition with the world. So I had to make sure that what we were doing was interesting enough to keep the attention of the demographic that we're trying to uh, grab and, and pull in, you know, and at the same time, we're giving them the gospel and giving them the truth. And so, yes, it is very, very uh, important that, uh, you know, we don't get so stuck in conventions and stuck in traditions that we forget about the people that we're trying to reach. And we forget about, you know, the reason that God has placed us in their lives in the first place. It's not to uh, overwhelm them with uh, traditions and customs and, and, and all of those things, but it is to give them the gospel. And as we said earlier, if I be lifted up above the earth, that's it. I will draw all men unto me. He'll do the work if we just lift him up. Guys, I know you have enjoyed my interview with this powerful man of God, Pastor CHH Artist, No Flesh. We are so happy to have had him on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show, sharing with us his ministry as well as his music. Last question for you, Pastor. You know, as we get ready to wrap this interview, I know you're working on some more music, man. You said you still got the itch. You know, you can't let it go. So, so, so when can we expect to get a new album out of you? And uh, I got to make sure I get it first because I'm, uh, you know, I'm trying to work it out. I'm trying to, you know, I'm lifting and I'm running. And, you know, I, I need it for I need it for my treadmill. I need it for the I need it for the beats. So, so let me know <laughs> when, when can I can expect some 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 new heat from from No Flesh. Look, I tell you what, man, since um since it seems like you and I came together the way we did, it just feels like a God connection. Um, I promise to give you that exclusive, man. When I drop it, and I'm yes. thinking it's gonna be within the next I would think no later than the next six months or so. Okay. Um, and I'm hoping it's sooner than that. Uh, because I've I've got my, my format. Um what I want to do is you know, I got this argument that I have, I feel like, you know, classic albums that I came up on, like Illmatic. And oh. like that. Um, when you listen to Illmatic, you know, I listen to songs like One Love and I'm just like, it just takes me to this place because I can see the pictures. I feel like I lived some of that and I know what that looks like. And so um, I take all of the, I, I listen to where albums take me and I think about, okay, what do I have in my life and in my journey mm. that, you know, that are places that I was taken, you know what I'm saying? And then what can I do to put that on wax? And so um, I, I literally have felt like the next album I write is it's going to be like that. I want to look at, you know, where Nas was dealing with the projects and the pain of the projects and the pain of, gangster lifestyle, the pain of being a dope dealer, the pain of seeing all of that um, genocide and whatnot in, in, right there before his eyes and murders and all kind of stuff. Man, I feel like there's not an emotion that he expressed on Illmatic that I have not experienced in church. 
And I want to tell a very honest story and present a very honest images about just just things that I have felt, you know, abandonment, uh, pain um, in in my trek toward Jesus. This is not this is not what I was in the world. And then I came to Jesus as I was weary, worn and set. And I'm talking about after coming to Jesus, how I was born and became more weary because there are people around Jesus who don't necessarily follow Jesus. You know, for instance, you know, the narrative about the, the woman with the issue of blood, right? And how she crawled to get to Jesus, to touch the hem of his garment. And he turns around and he says, who touched me? And Peter says something stupid as usual. He says, Lord, what you tripping me? Get out of there with that. Man. What you mean who touched you? You got all these people around you. What you mean who touched And he says, no, somebody touched me and virtue went out of me. And I always was fascinated with this part of that story. Not the woman with the issue of blood, but the fact that Jesus is surrounded and nobody pulls anything from it. You know what I'm saying? Except the one that touched him and, and that genuinely touched, genuinely touched him. Exactly. exactly. That, wow. That's powerful. Yeah. And so I'm like, I want to, it's kind of, it's going to kind of be an album from that woman's perspective. Like, and how many people stepped on her? You know, how many people was like, Ooh, woman, or how many people was like, Hey, you're supposed to be out here. You got an issue of blood. You know, people was trying to avoid this woman. She's supposed to be somewhere locked up. She's supposed to be separated. Not even supposed to be in the camp. So she risked, she really did something illegal and she ran the risk of making Jesus unclean. But Jesus was so holy that when what was unclean touched him, he contaminated her. <laughs> and she got well. So, well, guys, man, we have enjoyed this interview with my good friend, No Flesh, man. I have enjoyed chopping it up with this brother, him sharing his ministry and his music with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. Uh, I wish you nothing but success in all that you do. Continue, man, to keep us posted on what you got coming up, what you're doing, when you, when that next album is going to drop. We'd love to have you back on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. May God continue to bless you. Man, blessings. All right, guys, this is Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. We'll be right back. Man, thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate it. I have enjoyed talking to you. Man, listen. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. everyone, this is jazz saxophonist Jasmine Jen, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with your host, Michael Nimmons. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. That you were insufficient. Who told you that you were a loser? Who told
told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Good friend of ours, iconic, legendary radio host right here in Detroit, John Mason. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you, Pastor Michael, man. Head <laughs> out of a cloud and always listen to Thinking It Out Loud. It'll change your life. It'll do it. And every time you watch and listen, it'll change your life every day. Tune in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. with radio host Michael Nimmons. Available everywhere you listen to your podcast and now available for download on the Detroit Praise Network app. It's time. 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 The Thinking Out Loud radio show of the week. Father of the Week is entitled The Gospel According to Eutychus. One of my favorite stories in the Bible took place at a late night Bible study recorded in the 20th chapter of Acts, where Paul was teaching according to the Word of God into the wee hours of the morning. And a young man named Eutychus was sitting in the window of this third story upper room and he drifted off to sleep. While sleeping, this young man fell out of the window to his supposed death. Many of the people that were in the Bible study with him when he fell were immediately going to pronounce him dead because in their mind, no one could survive a fall from a third-story window. However, the Bible says that the Apostle Paul fell on this young man and embraced this young man and looked up at the church folk and said, Trouble yourselves not, for his life is still with him. Such a powerful story of redemption and salvation, not just for this young man, Eutychus' sake, but for each and every one of us as children of God. Yes, the story is great for Eutychus because he got to experience firsthand God's redemptive power. Because despite the prognosis from the church folk gathered around him, there was a man of God who was unwilling to accept Eutychus' obituary from the church folk, but instead spoke life into his lifeless body and indeed gave him another chance at living. But this story transcends this one individual's life, but it should resonate with each and every one of us. Because all of us at some point in time were this young man Eutychus, innocent, naive, and vulnerable, and found ourselves in a precarious situation that others thought was surely a dead end. 
we found ourselves in an insurmountable circumstance or situation that our naivete got us into and only God could get us out of. And the surprising part about the story is that the very same people that should have shown mercy, the very same people that have experienced at one time or another God's redemptive power, almost immediately came to the conclusion that this young man's life was ultimately over church folk who were just in the Bible study with the Apostle Paul reflecting on God's goodness. Church folk who were just in the Bible study with the Apostle Paul reminiscing over their own redemptive life story could not or would not extend the same opportunity to this young man who needed this grace very badly. And we've experienced it before. This is why it was quite easy for the church folk to quickly come to the conclusion concerning this young man's fate. Because in their mind, no one could survive a fall from a third-story window. A fall from that height will result in immediate death. According to the church folk, the fall from third-story window is the equivalent of a teenage pregnancy or a young man being sentenced to life in prison. Debilitating circumstances, but not necessarily a death sentence. Thankfully, God has demonstrated in all of our lives his redemptive power in the midst of seemingly debilitating circumstances. Thankfully, for all of us, redemption is the story of our lives because the word of God rightfully eulogizes our lives with these words. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And thankfully, we serve a God that does not hold our sins against us and forever precludes us from receiving his salvation power. But you and I have tasted of his love divine and have personally experienced the transformation the Apostle Paul talks about in Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, my brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so again, the people that should have been the most knowledgeable about God's redemptive power were the very same people that were ready to write this young man off as a tragedy of circumstance. Thankfully, in the midst of this young man's wake was a man of God that refused to offer up his last rites. Thankfully, in the midst of this young man's family hour, there was a man of God that was able to see what everyone else could not. Thankfully, in the midst of this young man's viewing, there was a man of God that saw promise when everyone else saw a problem. Some might wonder if this was a matter of coincidence or rather just by chance that at the very same time this young man Eutychus would fall asleep in a third story window and fall to his death that the Apostle Paul would just happen to be the man of God that spoke life into his lifeless body. Not so. The Apostle Paul in seeing this young man Eutychus might have also gotten a glimpse of himself and his wayward story. For he too was a sinner saved by God's divine grace. He too was a recipient of God's redemption firsthand as he set out to persecute God's people. He had a revelatory epiphany that would change his life forever. And so as far as this young man Eutychus was concerned, this incident was forged into the very meaning of his name as a predetermined fate even before he was born to share a message to all of us that might follow in his tragic but redemptive path. In Hebrew, Eutychus means fortunate. And you're probably wondering, why is he fortunate? He fell asleep in a third-story window and fell to his supposed death. And the church folk were about to bury him. So why again was he fortunate? 
he was fortunate because he fell asleep in church instead of the nightclub. He fell asleep in church instead of the crack house. He fell asleep in church instead of the morgue. Because if he fell asleep in the nightclub, they would have buried him. If he fell asleep in the crack house, they would have buried him. If he fell asleep in the morgue, they would have buried him. But he was fortunate to have fallen asleep in a place where there was a man of God who made the victorious proclamation in the midst of Eutychus haters, pronosticators, pessimists, protractors, antagonists, and the like. Trouble yourselves not, for his life is still with him. And on today, you are just as fortunate as the young man in this story. Your story might not be as gruesome, or it might be even more severe. But at the same token, the word that was spoken over his life is the same word that we speak over yours. The same words that saved this young man's life are the same words that will save yours. Trouble yourselves not for his life. My life, their lives, your life, our collective lives are still with us. Why? Because God is still with us. He was with him. He's with me. And he is certainly Still with you. Again, wasn't that a powerful thought of the week entitled The Gospel According to Eutychus? I told you that was a powerful story about redemption and God's saving power. So glad that the Apostle Paul was able to see. But those church folk could not trouble yourselves not for his life is still with him. To give a special, special shout out to my good friend, CHH artist and pastor, No Flesh, for not just being with us on the show, but also sharing with us his music as well. I know you guys enjoyed it. If you want to check out more of his music, you can go to NoFleshMusic.com. That's NoFleshMusic.com and support your brother and let him know that you enjoyed hearing him right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And guys, as we continue to commemorate uh, the anniversary of George Floyd's death, we're going to be talking a little bit more about it on uh, the after show later tonight at 8 p.m. So join us and uh, we want to get your thoughts and feedback about this anniversary and what we can do uh, to make sure that this growing problem of police brutality is done away with. We need to do something and we want to hear from you. So be sure to uh, follow us on Instagram at TOL Radio Host MSN on Instagram so you can be a part of this live discussion that's taking place at 8 p.m. on the after show. So guys, we look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. We also want to give a special shout out to my good friend, journalist Jamel Hill, for winning two uh, Webby Awards, their podcast awards for her podcast. Uh, recently, uh, Jamel Hill is unbothered. You know her uh, from um, the former journalist on ESPN and, of course, The Atlantic. And, of course, we've had her on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. That's right, guys. But she's recently been awarded two Webby Awards. And we want to just give her a special shout out. 
on the show today. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. We want to follow certainly in your footsteps, and hopefully one day we'll be getting one of those Webby Awards for our podcast as well. Guys, again, thanks so much for tuning in this week to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. We truly appreciate it. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. We've got some great things in store, so we hope you guys stick with us and support us. We truly, truly appreciate it. Well, guys, we're getting ready to get out of here. Thanks again for tuning in. We appreciate it. So until next time, always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.